Group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. What's going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast that is designed for students of travel. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check out the website, dbetravel.com, which has a list of all the episodes ever recorded, a button that makes it easy to get to the show's Patreon page, and so much more. No matter where you're listening, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. And if you can, please rate and review. That really helps this show reach more students of travel. When I travel, I love getting out to hike and explore the great outdoors. There's nothing like grabbing some fresh air on a trail and taking in the beauty of the land around you. This week, I'm joined by Katie Ryan, a photographer and outdoor enthusiast based in New England. Katie has plenty of experience hiking around a mountain range you need to know about, the White Mountains, which lie mostly in New Hampshire, with a bit of the range extending into Maine. With many trails to choose from, stunning views, and great camping options, the White Mountains might just be the next place you'll want to visit with your friends or family. All right, let's get to the show. Here's my interview with Katie Ryan. Katie, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Absolutely. Well, let's get right into it. Um, Tell me about your love for hiking in the outdoors. Where did that all come from? Yeah, sure. So I grew up um, south of Boston, Massachusetts, and we definitely spent a lot of time outdoors as a family, but more just in our neighborhood or at the beach or family vacations to the national parks. Um, I didn't really start to get into hiking until about 10 years ago. Um, towards the end of college, I visited the White Mountain National Forest with my husband, um, and we kind of unknowingly did a hike that was part of one of the lists that's called the New Hampshire 48, which is essentially a list of the 48 mountains that are at least 4,000 feet in the um, the Whites. We actually hiked up the mountain, and since it's a ski resort also, we ended up having a beer at the top at the lodge and then taking the tram down. Um, and later when we were back at our inn, we were talking to some people um, and it seemed like everyone was kind of working on this New Hampshire 48 list. So we got super intrigued by it. um, And we just slowly started chipping away at some of the hikes on that list. And then before we know it, we were pretty uh, hooked on hiking and we just were getting out on the trails as much as possible. Um, We ended up finishing that 48 list um, a few years back and we, we started on that mountain and then we ended up ending on it as well. Um, we hiked up and we had to hike back down because you have to go both ways on it. So (laughs) it was kind of a full circle moment, but um, I guess long story short, I hadn't really gotten into hiking or backpacking until more recently, but um, I think it's a good reminder, I guess, that you can kind of get out at any age and start really getting into new hobbies. Um, It's just a versatile activity and it's good for anyone at any age or any point in life that they can just kind of get out and hit the trails Absolutely. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, getting outdoors is good for the body, good for the mind, um, just kind of puts you in a, a good place. And, you know, you, you talked about your first experience in the White Mountains, but it was far from your last because that's an area you love to explore uh, currently. For listeners out there who may not be familiar with the, the White Mountains, can you tell us where exactly the White Mountains are located and just kind of describe the area a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so the White Mountain National Forest is actually the easternmost national forest in the United States. 
Um, it's located in central New Hampshire with a portion of it, a very small portion overflowing into Western Maine. Um, the tallest peak in the White Mountains is Mount Washington um, at 6,200 and change feet. Um, it's also one of the more famous, I guess, mountains just for the crazy um, weather and wind that they end up getting up there. I think that the highest um, wind speed ever recorded in the U.S. was up there. Um, it's, I think was around 230 miles per hour. So that just goes to show how wild the weather can be up there. Um, and it definitely is just a well-known landmark because of that. Um, there's also a few great towns surrounding the Whites. Um, so North Conway and Lincoln are some of the more popular destinations for visitors to come visit. And there's a ton of great lodging options, restaurants, breweries, businesses to check out in that area. Um, if you're visiting from away, those are some good spots to check out. Perfect. Um, now, when I think of mountain ranges in the U.S., to be honest with you, the White Mountains aren't one that, you know, jumps to the top of the list for me, at least. I mean, would you say the, the White Mountains are underrated maybe compared to some of the other mountain ranges in the U.S.? And just kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I do think New England hiking in general and the whites are, it's a bit underrated um, just because, as I mentioned, the tallest peak in the whites is 6,000 and change feet, um, where out west people are chipping away at lists that are 14,000 footers and where we're hiking our 4,000 footers. So <laughs> on paper, it definitely does sound like it wouldn't be much of a challenge, but the trails out here, they're pretty rugged. They have a lot of rocks, a lot of roots, a lot of scrambles, um, and it definitely makes it a unique area to hike. The Appalachian Trail actually also goes through the heart of the Whites um, over some of the more challenging peaks. And you often, if you stop and talk to the northbound hikers, they're kind of taken aback by how challenging the terrain is in New Hampshire. And I think um, when you talk to them in Maine, they're finding the same thing, that it just is a lot more difficult than they anticipated. So I think that's also a testament just to how tricky some of the trails can get. Is that where the Appalachian or where the Appalachian Trail goes through there? Is that one of the more popular, you know, hiking, you know, destinations within the White Mountains? Um, yeah, it covers a pretty good part of it. Um, a lot of the presidential mountains. Um, so that's kind of some of the more popular or taller peaks in there. Um, but yeah, it is along some of the popular trails. So you mentioned some of the the trails are rugged. Um what's what's the variance like are there some easier trails some harder trails um are there some of your personal favorite trails that you want to talk about yeah definitely there's honestly something for everyone which is kind of why it makes it such a great spot um i'm actually a new mom maybe i should stop saying that because my daughter turns one tomorrow so (laughs) i might be up on that excuse but um and i've so with her i've been recently just getting out and doing some of the easier trails that i kind of would have overlooked in the past and i've been just having a blast exploring them and still being able to get out so from things that are a lot harder to easier there's definitely plenty you can go to an easy viewpoint there's tons of waterfalls to check out um, and some of those are just really short hikes and it's well worth the hike but then there's also over 20 mile um, traverses that you can do some of the famous ones being the presidential traverse or the pemi loop um, and those, the Pemi Loop, I think, has been ranked as one of the harder hikes in the U.S. So um, there's definitely plenty of challenging terrain if you really want to get out there and do a long day or two or um, make a big trip out of it. Um, some of the more popular hikes, I guess, that I'd recommend, there's Mount Willard um, in Crawford Notch. And if you're in that area, that's a good one. It's about three miles round trip. Um, it has a great view at the end, and it's not a ton of effort for the good good reward of a view. 
Um, Mount Washington, like I mentioned, you can also hike up. There's a lot of different routes that you can take up it. Um, and most of them are probably around eight or 10 miles. There's also an auto road that goes up it. So that's um, makes it a popular spot for people to drive up to. I've never done the auto road, but I've heard it's quite terrifying just because <laughs> I think it's like driving up the side of a cliff. <laughs> um, and then if you're over like in the other area towards more Franconia Notch, there's Artist Bluffs Trail, which is a mile and a half and there's good views from there. So um, I guess I'd say if you're coming to visit, just do your research, pull out um, all trails or a map and you'll find something that will suit what you're looking for. There's a ton of different trails and whatever you're looking for, I'm sure you'll be able to find something that meets it. So there's definitely no shortage of good trails uh, available in the White Mountains in that area to to hike on and explore. But talk to me about the animals. If you're you know hiking along, what animals might you see on your adventure? Yeah, honestly, I haven't come across too much wildlife, um, which is kind of weird to say, but um, I've seen fresh moose tracks, which always puts me on high alert, but I've never actually ran into a moose on the trail. Um, but we do have moose. There's deer, turkey, um, there's bear. Most of the animals are pretty skittish. They're black bear, and someone once referred to them as big raccoons to me, so that kind of <laughs> stuck in my head. I'm sure they could be bothersome if you're not responsible with your food while camping, but um, they'll pretty much leave you alone. They're more scared of you than you are of them, likely. We do have um, a bird called gray jays or the Canada jay, which you'll find in the higher elevations, like near treeline, and those are pretty neat if you're up there. Um, they'll come like land on your hand and they're pretty um, cool to observe, I guess, if you're in that area. Very neat. Now, Katie, you're someone who you like, you do camping, right? You camp once in a while. Um, can you yep. talk, can you talk to me about the, some of the campsites around the white mountains are like, what, what is available for camping? If someone wants to do that. Yeah. There's ton. Um, there's definitely great campgrounds or backcountry sites, depending on which path you're looking to take. Uh, if you're looking for more of like a family campground, there's Lafayette Campground and Franconia Notch, and that makes the great just jumping off point for adventure. There's hikes across the street. You can hike on either end of the campsite. There's just a ton of trails. There's bike paths. There's um, just a lot to see over in that area. So it's a good jumping off point for adventures. There's also a lot of um, backcountry tent sites or shelters that require differing levels of effort to get into. Um, during the traditional camping season, they're around $15, I think, and you just go up and pay it to the caretaker who's up there monitoring things. Um, there's also spots that you can just go and pitch a tent, uh, but I'd recommend, I guess, that visitors make sure that they are familiar with the camping restrictions and leave no trace and those kind of things before heading out. Um, there's also ranger stations that you could check in with if you needed some more information. And then one more thing that's kind of unique to the region the Appalachian Mountain Club has huts um, and they're kind of up in the mountains so you can hike up to them and uh, stay in the huts for the night. They have um, bunk rooms that are kind of cozy little bunk rooms with a bunch of hikers usually and they'll serve like family style breakfast and dinner. Um, it's a little bit more pricey than camping but it's kind of neat just to get like that backcountry experience but not have to tote all your food and tent and all that up with you. <laughs> Yeah, that definitely sounds like a really unique experience. Um, so, Katie, I live in Florida where we don't really get the seasons like, you know, there are in the rest of the country. Um, as far as hiking in the White Mountains, talk to me a little bit about how the different seasons affect that. What are some of your favorite times of year to get some hiking in? Yeah, I definitely like 
pretty much all the season. <laughs> you definitely get something different no matter when you're going. Um, the winter is definitely really unique um, just because of all the snow that we get, a ton of snow and ice. Um, the fall is great because there's tons of foliage and the leaves are changing. It's just like absolutely beautiful. Um, everywhere you go, it's just like rainbows of red and orange and that's a neat time to go. Um, and then the summer, obviously everything's nice and green and there's like wildflowers in early summer. Um, so there's definitely perks to each. Spring kind of can be tough because it lasts a bit longer. Um, winter lasts a bit longer, I guess, in the peaks than you would think it would. So if you're up above tree line or in any kind of elevation, you can often be what they call post tolling, which is basically just falling up to your knees in snow, um, which can make it frustrating and difficult to hike through. Um, so spring's probably my least favorite just because of that. And you're kind of itching to get to summer, but there's something good in every season. And then there's also other activities that can accompany the other seasons. So um, skiing and snowboarding is also really popular in the area, um, whether it be backcountry or cross country or at some of the resorts. Um, we have rock climbing in the summer, ice climbing in the winter. There's like mountain biking in the summer and then fat bike tire, fat tire biking um, in the winter, which is kind of a newer thing. Uh, What's that? What's fat tire biking? Um, it's basically a bike with fat tires on it that can get through um, snow or go on some of like the snowy packed paths. So it's like the winter version of mountain biking. Uh, it's been increasingly popular over the last few years and a lot of people are getting out and doing it on the trail. So it's cool to see. Very cool. Uh, do you know by chance how long the like ski season typically is? Yeah. Um, you can go out as early as November depending. And then, I mean, there's snow in some of like the higher areas until June, but the resorts usually I think would be, I don't know, end of March. So depends on where you are but you can find patches of snow well into june <laughs> you mentioned that spring would probably be your least favorite of the seasons but you'd still love going out in spring um but i know you wrote a really great blog about hiking essentials for spring hiking in new england um kind of can you talk through like what you mentioned in that blog that people might want to take with them on their hike if they're going to visit the white mountains yeah definitely so spring's a little bit tricky because like I said, it can be winter or it can be warm. So you never really, you kind of have to prepare for everything when you're heading out in the spring. Um, there's essential items that I always have, obviously, like the food, the water, the maps, first aid kit, that type of stuff. But um, in the spring and winter, it's also important to make sure you have something like micro spikes or traction to help with the snow and ice. Um, snowshoes are also pretty crucial as well as like non-cotton layers, just so you're not um, sweating and getting just overheated or staying wet too long because that can really cause you to cool off too quickly. Um, trekking poles can also be really important just to help um, alleviate some of the stress on your legs and kind of spread out as you're hiking and make your arms <laughs> do a little bit more of the work. Um, with the whites, I found it's important just to keep in mind that even if in the summertime, for example, if you're going out in 90 degree weather in the valley, once you head up above tree line, you can be in 40 degree weather. So it's important to kind of check the weather forecast for the elevation you're going to and making sure you're fully prepared. Um, sometimes you see people out on the trails and they just don't look like they have the right layers and stuff and get a little bit worried for them. So I would just recommend making sure people are doing research, I guess, before they're heading out. Um, 
it's important to be prepared, but you don't always need like the newest gear either. There's a ton of options in the area for renting gear if you're visiting from afar or just getting into it. Um, and there's like secondhand shops and stuff too. So it doesn't have to cost a lot, but just make sure you have what you need before getting out, I guess is the important part. Yeah, that's great advice. And it seems like preparation is the name of the game uh, when it comes to yeah. that. Um, so Katie, you love getting outdoors, but another one of your passions, and this probably goes great hand in hand with, you know, getting outdoors is photography. Um, talk to me about your website, katyryanphotography.com and tell me about the work you do as a photographer. Yeah, sure. So I have a full-time job in supply chain, but on the side, um, I do try to do as much photography as possible, whether it be out on the trails or doing formal shoots with, um, families or small weddings or couples, um, I really just love getting behind my camera and shooting and then sharing my work um, with others via my website or social or any other way possible. Um, so if anyone's in the New England area in the future looking for pictures, feel free to reach out. We can chat about your ideas. Uh, you mentioned social media. What platforms can people use to follow your photography or your hiking adventures? Yeah, so you mentioned um, katyryanphotography.com and then Katie Ryan, so K-A-T-Y-R-Y-A-N is my main Instagram, and then Katie Ryan Photos for my photography work. Very cool. And one more question before we close the interview here. Um, on this podcast, we like to consider ourselves students of travel, people who love learning and never stop learning about the world of travel. And I want to ask you, Katie, are you somebody that considers yourself a student of travel? And tell me about what you've learned along the way. Yeah, definitely. I think you can just pick up so much from visiting different areas, getting to talk to the people who live in those areas and just learning from them and their experiences. Um, everyone kind of sees things differently depending on where they're from and what experiences they've gone through in life. So I think it's great to get out and explore, whether it be on the trails or traveling via airplane or going to a foreign country um i think it's yeah it's just awesome to explore and see what the world has to offer i love it well katie thanks so much for joining me on the show today i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about the white mountains yeah no problem thank you so much for having me a big dbe thank you to katie ryan for taking the time to join the show you can give katie a follow on instagram at Katie Ryan or Katie Ryan Photo and visit her website, katyryanphotography.com. Remember to check out Group Experience to learn how to build your travel tribe. You can find out more info about Group Experience in the show notes and don't forget to give them a like on Facebook. Destinations Beyond Expectations is on Facebook as well and you can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Wherever you listen, if you don't mind rating and reviewing the show, that's really helpful. And if you love the show, share it with a friend. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.